It's time to pick up the phone. Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified. Big thank you to Paperbell, our podcast sponsor. Paperbell is the new tool that powers your online coaching business. Paperbell handles your payments, appointment scheduling, sending files to your clients, contract signing, and more. You can get started with a free account at paperbell.com slash podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast led by myself, Liv Chapman and Katie DePaula. Hey guys. We are the founders of the IGC Coaching School and we have a little bit of a scandalous topic today. Yeah, super scandalous. So scandalous. Super. We're going to be talking a lot about vulnerability, sharing things online. Oversharing. Oversharing things online. And how to not be sloppy. <laughs> how to not be sloppy. So vulnerability has become like a massive, massive trend. So important. Requirement in relationships. Requirement in relationships. I think to an extent a requirement in business. Absolutely. But... We feel like, in general, sometimes people do too much. Yeah. Just do less. <laughs> just do less. <laughs> Episode's over. Just do less. So I was like, we were talking about this episode, and I was sharing with Liv my analogy, which is like, if I have you over for dinner, which is like you coming onto my Instagram or my company's Instagram, right? Then I'm going to clean up after. Before and after. Before and after, right? So whether I have it catered or I cook myself, like I don't want you coming into like a messy, disgusting kitchen where it looks like a bomb's gone off and like you can see. Because no one's going to want to eat in that. Like you don't need to know everything I went through to prepare (laughs) this meal. Like whether or not I hired help or I did it on my own, like that doesn't matter. It's like. The boxes, the packages, the scraps of food. Like, you don't need to see all of that, right? right? Now, when I sit down to dinner, I might say, like, if you're like, this is so great. Did you make it yourself? I might say, yeah. Like, I actually started prepping earlier this morning. Da, 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 da. I'm very yeah. proud of it. I might share a little bit of the behind the scenes. And I might say, I got this recipe from my grandma. Or I was more work than I thought it was going to be. But I don't need you to see my whole mess. Right. I think this is also very relevant, obviously, in the coaching industry, right? So Mm -hmm. coaching is about transformation, sometimes going from, you know, mess to success or from pain to purpose or whatever it is. And it's not about like hiding the fact that a lot of work went into it. But if you're selling coaching or you're selling transformation, you want to be focused more on the end result than the messy process, the sloppy parts of life, because I'm sorry, I don't want to hire someone that doesn't seem to have a lot of the things that I want 
or doesn't seem to have been able to, or not seem to, but actually be able to get out of a mess or to be able to create something from a difficult situation. Right. So this is like a sensitive topic because we're not saying don't be vulnerable, but I believe that people want to hire people who have their shit together. Of course. That does not mean that your shit is always together or that you've never had messy times. But in general, people want to know that you're managing your life and that you're managing your life in a healthy way. Because if you can't handle your own stuff, how are you going to also handle my stuff if I'm your client? That's my thinking. Well, I just feel like it it would be a little bit of a disconnect. And people are, you can disagree. I think that a lot of people might disagree with this. Um, But at the end of the day, there's, you know, I think we've always told our students that you can be real and you can be vulnerable. Well, you have to be real. But sometimes you don't need to do it in the moment, right? Sometimes it's like the vulnerability and the authenticity can also be shared after you've made it through the the mess. Right, like past tense. Right, (laughs) right. Past tense. Share the, like you're selling success as a coach. Why are, like, yes, show the, the trials and tribulations and obstacles that it took to reach success. But the highlight reel should be the success, not the obstacles. Yeah. Well, I feel like Brene Brown is like the queen of vulnerability and made vulnerability. But do we really know what's going on inside of her life? She tells the the truth, but also after it's processed. Okay, I won't. Sure, everybody is. But I'm just gonna read one quote really quick, which is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. I feel that what's vulnerable is showing up for your business, which could be your social media, your email list, your clients, or all of the above, even when you are personally going through something. Right. But that That is very vulnerable. Business person. Right. But you do not have to show up as like the therapy patient. (laughs) Right. So like when you're saying show up as yourself or as a business person yeah. or as the coach. Yeah. You mean actually putting your personal things to the, to side. the side. So that you and can actually show up. being your best self. So if you are your business on Instagram, you're not showing up a complete disaster. To me, it's like I- I'm not a parent yet, but like when you're a parent, you're also a child. You came from somewhere, you're an offspring. But to your kids, you show up as the parent. You don't show up yeah. as the ch- as the child. Right. Even though we often need to be mothered or cared for by other people, yeah. but we are not trying to have our children care for us. It's about like getting your needs met from the right places. It. Yeah. You know, like I remember like one of my coaches used to say like gold down, trash up. Like you take your own trash to like the people above you who are supporting you, oh, like your therapist, your partner, your down, parent, trash gold up. down. So like all okay. your gold, the gems, like the the things that you've learned from what you've gone through, that's the gold. That yeah. goes down to your people. Right. But like you don't like you don't take all your you, trash and like dump it on your No, you bring your trash to someone who can like I've had experiences with, with coaches that. and just people that we've hired over the years where like I'm like we're paying you, but like I feel like you're I should like you should be paying me because like we're working in the relationship, like taking care of them, you know, knowing all the details of what's going on in their lives. It's this very fine line. I I don't ever want to tell someone not to be a human. Right. But I feel like a lot of people also, you know, 
won't be having success in their businesses and won't be getting hired and won't be getting clients. And then it's like, yeah, but you're co- constantly talking about how you're in breakdown. Right. That's and what you talk about I think online. it goes for any industry, though. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, there's many doctors who are unhealthy, but they're not broadcasting their health struggles. They're broadcasting their breakthroughs around it. They're broadcasting what's working for them health-wise and sharing that, right? Yeah. And that's the same with nutritionist or- Yeah, but like I'm not going to hire- Remember one time we hired a stylist and we were like, we hate how she dresses. That was, I mean, why didn't we pick up on that? But yeah. She like like, literally was wearing like trash bags, which is fine (laughs) if that's your style. But like it was not our style. It was not what we were going for. We had a couple of cute things out of that, but yeah. Or like what you said, like doctor, like, or I think of like a personal trainer. If like your personal trainer doesn't have like the kind of body that you want or like lifestyle even that you want or even if like let's say example you're a woman and you're working out with a man and you're like but I don't have a man's body maybe his stuff's not gonna work for me like people are looking I think it'll work for (laughs) people are looking for solutions if you are just like sharing your problems all the time right Oh my God, Liv. People are always coming to me asking how to make six figures as a life coach. And I'm like, what? Like it's hard? It's easy if you just go to class. To get our free class on how to make six figures in your coaching business, all you need to do is text the words six figures to 813-212-8869. Again, text six figures to 813-212-8869. 8869 to get our free class on how to make six figures as a life coach today. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah. So, okay. Be, it's like, I guess the message is there is a fine line between being vulnerable and actually screwing yourself in business. Right. Oversharing to the point Over- of you don't look like the expert. You look like the client. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that we live in this very expert world where like if you want to be successful, you have to position yourself as the expert. That being said, you know, you're not expected to be perfect, but there is this level of sharing. And I think that what people want to know is that you're human. You went through something and you got something out of it and you've now pulled the gold out of whatever you've been through Mm -hmm. because they're having trouble pulling the gold out of whatever they've been through. Well, and vulnerability at the end of the day is like a fancy word that's thrown around all the time, especially in online marketing and in all marketing, essentially, and in the coaching industry, all vulnerability really means is the ability to share parts of yourself in service of connection. I made up that definition, but that's what I think it means. Yeah. And I think that you have to be that. And at the same time, you can be true to your higher self, which is often the more evolved version, the one who's focused, the one who's you know, goal oriented, the one who has had success or found the gold and all of the pain. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like you want to keep the focus there. And that's why like in IGC and our pre-training enrichment, like the very first lesson that we talk about is confidence. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that because it's obviously the root of success and the number one block for female entrepreneurs. But one of the exercises that we have our students go through is actually listing a hundred things about themselves that they've either accomplished or personality traits or characteristics of them that they're proud of or that they see as wins for them, right? Yeah. And we have so many people coming into training like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so far behind. I feel like I don't have what it takes. And it's like, start here. And you're probably going to see you have a lot more 
you know, great things going on. You've had many more accomplishments. You've had many more successes than you choose to realize. Yeah. So the question is like, are you broken or are you a boss? And right. who, who do you want to be seen as? And sure, in some places in your life, like that's why we need to have, especially when you're in a helping profession and you're serving a lot of people, you have to be served. Like you have to, that has to be reciprocated. Right. You, you have, have to, to have that cup full. And maybe you have a relationship where you're being taken care of and that need is met. Maybe you don't. Maybe the people that you are being taken care of by are people you're paying. You know, yeah, a therapist, fine. a coach, like people who are consulting with you. That is okay. We go through different phases. I mean, I lives. pay you for support. I mean, I technically pay you also. <laughs> we pay each other. But, you know, it's really important that you're thinking about how do I actually want to be seen? How do I want to be perceived? You know, what is my intention in sharing this vulnerable story? Right. It's like you don't want to actually be over-identified with your pain that right. people lose sight of your, you know, purpose or your success or what you're able to create in partnership with other people. Right. Or they're like, oh, yeah, I love that, like, live girl, but, like, she's always going through something and she's always talking about it. And, like, it seems like it's so consuming or, like, oh, yeah, I really like Katie's message, but, like... She's just so caught up in the past. Like, that's not what we want people right. to think or different. feel. And it's also different. Like, I always think of, like, a concentric circle. It's like people on Instagram get this level of truth. I don't believe you have to expose the truth to everyone, like, the whole story to everyone. Well, everyone no one is. Even right. if someone's Even saying if they're someone's being saying so, they so vulnerable. But it's like, I do like feel like the selfies. more, the, the higher level of relationship, I think the, you know, closest relationship either being colleague or client or, you know, someone who I have regular one-on-one -on -one conversations with, they may know more of the story than people on Instagram or people in our email marketing. And I think that's fine. Right. But let's use the coaching relationship as a lens. So in the coaching relationship, what we teach in IGC coaching school is that you are not the expert on the client's life. Right. They are the expert on their life, right? So it's a different thing than when you're showing up marketing. You're not telling someone what to do. You are helping them get to the core of what they want, who they are, what's next for them. You don't have all of the answers as a coach. Right. It's different than a consultant. You can do both. You can weave between, right? So what we teach is that when you share something in a client relationship, you're sharing to either connect, you're sharing to create analogy, you're sharing to drive home a point, but you're sharing for a reason. So we actually teach our students to say like, I have something that I think would be helpful that I'd love to share with you. Are you open to hearing right, it? Right. And then the client has to buy into that. And then I say, when I last went through a breakup, here's what I was feeling. And then here's what I did to start to overcome it, right? You're not just sitting there venting. It's not a friend relationship. No. I remember like in my early days, people would say like, I feel like as my coach, you're like my paid best friend. And I'm like, no. I'm like, then I'm doing, I'm doing it this wrong. wrong. Yeah, But exactly. I think that the idea of a coach too, like I do think that you can hire an amazing coach or therapist who doesn't have everything that you want, right? But they're trained and they're excellent at their skill, right? But- I think it's really helpful to have some proof of concept, right. right? I don't want to hire a coach or consultant or mentor who hasn't, you know, 
isn't a couple steps ahead of me, at least in one area, right, that I'm hiring them for. Right, because you need them to have the credibility. Okay, right. you bring up therapy, though, which is so interesting because, like, the therapeutic model by nature is that you are not supposed to know anything about your therapist. So it's right. actually the extreme opposite right. to what we're talking about. And we're seeing this big theme where a lot of people are leaving therapy or social work to become life coaches yeah. because they feel so constrained by the legalities, the like the ethics, like you're not allowed to share anything. Right. right? And that actually feels, I mean, ethically, you're not allowed to share anything. But right. I think for many people who come to coaching, they actually feel like they can't be of higher, highest service if they can't share anything. Right. Exactly. So I think that it's really a balance. Like when we say like, are you broken or are you the boss? Like it's really about showing who you are, but in a way that has a message in it. Right. And you can be both at the same time. I think we've both been both, right? Right. But, but I'm it's showing like who- up to my personal relationships or to my own coach or to my own therapist with the broken aspects. I'm not showing up in my boss role with the broken aspects that I haven't really figured out yet right? or healed yet. Do you think your purpose in life is to create invoices or remind your clients that they have more appointments to schedule? Not at all. You're a coach because you love creating transformation for your clients and that's why you need to check out Paperbell. Paperbell powers your online coaching business, payments, appointments, contract signing, client management, and more. It's so simple to use and it'll give you so much relief and ease in your coaching practice. You just send your clients one link, one link, and Paperbell does all of the admin and onboarding. Your client pays you, they sign the contract, they self-schedule their appointments, and you can even add an intake survey or deliver a welcome packet. Paperbell does it all. It's like having a VA that's there 24 seven. And it's so quick and intuitive to set up, even if you're not tech savvy. Paperbell is a one-stop shop that does all of the boring admin stuff so you don't have to. Get started with a free account at paperbell.com slash podcast. Right. And so, okay. So, and what happens when you're like actually going through something? So for me, like when I lost my brother, for example, I was like really, really in it. Like I certainly wasn't at the finish line. I didn't have like the neat like story of like, oh, how everything perfectly worked out. Right. But I still had to show up and I was still very active on social media and telling my story and talking about what was going on. So what I decided to do was like share what I was learning in the moment mm, and good. share about what I felt like Bo's purpose was and the message and that he was still very much with us. I was getting all these signs from him, yeah. which yeah. I thought was like really beautiful. And I still share a lot of those. But it was like this beautiful way to talk about something so hard and so tragic. And so many people reached out to me during that time to be like, we really appreciate you sharing your story as you're living through it. So I would say like, you don't have to be done. You right. don't have to be like over A the thing or fully, yeah. yeah, or fully have processed the breakup or or the death or the loss or whatever. But you do have to be sharing from a place of knowledge and like the message, like what's the deeper thing here? Like I am sure if you can't answer the question, I am sharing this because Mm -hmm. then don't share it. I agree. And like we teach that, you know, you share messaging based on your core values. So it's like if it doesn't align, it's different to share that personally or on a personal 
private page, but when you're sharing something from a business angle, like the best way to go about that is to make sure it's rooted in your core values and that it offers a message to that resonates with your yeah. clients and has you still showing up as an expert. And always relating it back to your audience, like right. saying like, I know a lot of you guys are going through things and maybe you're stepping away from your business because you feel like you can't be broken and be a boss at the same time. Like I'm calling bullshit on that. Like right. I actually feel that you can, but here's how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, if you really have to step away, like there's also ways to do that that aren't going to harm your business. No, but I do think that it can be very like therapeutic and help with the processing process to be able to show up as is. Yeah. But it's about like, how do I show up? Right? Like it's almost like getting dressed or preparing or like what it, how are you presenting yourself to go out onto the stage that is Instagram or TikTok or whatever and say like, I'm going through something and I'm still showing up. You know, here's, here's how that's helping me. Yeah. And here's how I think it connects to you. It's really also just like business versus personal, like personal, do whatever you want, but like business, you can show the personal side, but it always has to tie to the message. It always has to tie to, you know, something that will re resonate with your clients. If not, it's not really relevant or yeah. relevant. Yeah. I think the reality is that even these coaches or leaders, leaders or authors. authors who are selling vulnerability, Brene Brown included, and who are selling authenticity and be authentic and don't trust this like glossy lifestyle and all of that. We're all still only allotted the same amount of time on an Instagram reel, right? right. The same amount of characters in a post. You know, people, of course, can post more stories or personal experiences than others, but we're all still showing just a contrived version. We're showing you the vulnerable parts that we want to. So it's not so much about vulnerability being a blanket statement for every cornerstone of your life. It's about being vulnerable in the aspects of your life that you are ready to share energetically and also the parts of your life that you feel like you can actually add value and connection to your audience by sharing. Yeah. Or like, you know what also this makes me think of is like when influencers will be like, I have a pimple. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, beauty um, for, I mean, fortunately, no. But yeah, but like. No, but be like, you've never gotten a pimple. No, like beauty no. influencers. Okay. <laughs> like if you're a beauty influencer and you talk about like having a blemish or like trying to cover it up or like right. having bad okay. skin, like you immediately get so much street cred. Because right. you're talking about something that seems to be so vulnerable right. that we all feel embarrassed about, right? Yes, yes. But you're talking about in a way of like, look how I cover my blemishes or like, right. here are the products that help me get rid of my acne <laughs> or like, here's how I cleaned up my gut health and it changed my whole... So it's always <laughs> a before and after right. story. You're not just there on the camera like, I have all these pimples and I don't know what to do about it. Or you're not like, I'm having really bad digestion. Like, right. And the so, so I think like we look up at these people. Often we want to get into... This is what I hear from students all the time. And I was the same way 10 years ago. Like I wanted to get into this line of work, get into self-help, get into coaching because... I had been inspired by these other women who had told their stories. Yeah. The stories that they were telling, they spoke to me in the moment, but they were that person's past. They were mm. my present. Yeah. Right? So like what's going on? Like you might have a blemish. I'm just talking about it because it's so tangible. Right. 
And like the blemishes, whether they're physical or they're like, you know, going on in your life in another way, when someone's talking about them, they're talking about their past, right? Right. So my point is like, don't just get on and spill your beans and have that try to be the way that you heal. Right. Some of that healing can be done through your audience, through your business. Like we did a whole episode on this, but like you can't only be getting your healing and expect to become healed by sharing your blemishes with the world. Right. And then I'm also thinking while you're talking, like so much of marketing is like problem and solution, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so what do you do when actually everything's going okay? I think our students run into that a lot when they, you know, come to their business or they come to training and like life is a mess and things aren't working out. And then shit starts to get really good. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what to talk about online. Nothing's wrong right now. Like, I don't know what story to share because all my stories are good. And I'm like, well, you sh- you continue to share the, the stories that are resonant with people. Right. And that people you know, connect to the most. And you can see that through your analytics or, yeah. you know, different ways to look at what is most engaged, like what topics But I also think that most. just sharing the good is also good. Right. Of course. You know, I feel like I've had that experience as my life has stabilized in so many ways, like after losing my brother and then building the foundation. Now it's been over seven years. And I'm in a really different place. Right. But I'm sure even people perceive that the way I talk about Bo and talk about like that loss is very, very different. You know, people ask me like, when we were getting our makeup done, like the makeup artist was like, have you ever had a bad breakup? I'm like, oh, honey, let me tell you about the restraining order. Like, yeah. Because it's like I'm so in the after now yeah. that it doesn't seem like I'm not wearing it on my sleeve like that. But right. I still have been through it. And so you know, how do you talk, how do you live whatever chapter that you're in while also honoring the past and also making space for the future and inviting people to go through that process with you? Yeah. Transformation. And uh, life is so dynamic. It's like things will change. Like enjoy the, enjoy the calm. Yeah, for Share sure. The calm. I think that's what people are looking forward to. And I do think we were talking about this earlier. I was like, I don't want to tell that story again. And I'm like, well, marketing is also telling the same story and a different version, perhaps, again and again and again. And so you do want to do that with your clients yeah. and with your you know, community and with your followers. Yeah. Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six figure certified story starts today. You know, we were talking about this earlier, but I was just kind of processing as we were chatting. Like, I think that I I had such an issue with therapy for so many years and I could never find a therapist that worked for me. And I think that a huge reason is because they're not allowed to share anything. So they seem like these robots to me. I'm sorry if you're a therapist. I'm not trying to offend you. But like, I I just – 
to me, like life coaching was so much more powerful because I could actually connect with someone who had been through other experiences and it that didn't, you knew about, yeah, that I knew about, and that they could be vulnerable about to an extent. I don't want all the sloppiness like, to where I don't, you feel like you have to fix them, right? right. I don't want to feel like, and I've had that too, where like I'm like, wait, who's taking care of who in this yeah, relationship? Same. However, I do think that the therapeutic model is very limited for our day and age, like. People want to know that you've been through something. They yeah. don't just want this backboard to like bounce questions. I know. Off I of. remember my last therapist. I was like, have you dealt with this before? Do you know what's going on? Like, do you get it? And she's like, I can't tell you. And I'm That's like, so weird. I hate that answer. Then it's like, you know, you, it's hard to accept advice from someone who you don't know if they truly understand. Obviously, therapy is more than advice, but I get what you're saying. It's like, but I feel like also when we're in this industry and in this lifestyle of like connection and vulnerability and being open and being honest, it's hard to then try to create a relationship with someone who isn't contributing to the relationship at that level. Yeah. So I think it can make therapy challenging. I um, think the line is like sharing and oversharing. Like yeah. what is a share and yeah. what is vulnerability and what is a connection point? And then what is oversharing and what is like having no boundaries and what is like you look very sloppy to your potential clients. That's why they're not hiring you. You have to ask yourself those questions. Right. And like we said, like the biggest people that you look up to, they are deciding what, what stories yeah. to tell. Even when you're like, oh, my God, I just had this happen or this happen or this happen. No, they didn't. They put a little bit of makeup on first, probably, and made sure the lighting was really good first. And they kind of rehearsed in their head what they were going to say to a degree. And they chose that specific time to share. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Like no one's unless you're on a reality show that films 24 seven, okay, you literally are picking and are choosing. So right. I don't think there's any reality show that films like that, but. You know, I guess you have to think about your social media or your marketing as your own reality show. Yeah. You're cutting scenes. Right. You're adding scenes. Yeah. You're reorganizing scenes. You right. might even be switching up the timeline a little bit. Right. But think about it like that. Yeah. Sure. Add a little like drama or a little excitement or a little bit of. Well, how you tell your story is so important. We've right. been talking about this. And you have to like, think about the outcome, like the goal. There's some reality right. shows that do have a more pure goal. Like I think about some of these like relationship healing type of shows, but then you have some that are like, we need to find the most dramatic elements possible and highlight those. And so think to yourself, like what is the intended highlight outcome. reel or outcome yeah, of your reality you show? Right. What points do you want to highlight and trim some of the extra out? Yeah. Right. Well, it's like it's editing. Yeah, it's editing. Yeah. Like so edit like, yourself. <laughs> there's no good writing. It's only good rewriting. And if you talk to anyone who works in like production, like I just feel like we're gonna get so much shit for this episode from people who are like, I'm authentic all the time. I just wouldn't even believe it. I wouldn't believe that. I can think of some people right now who are gonna like hate on this. Well, we're not gonna name names. It's fine. But we're gonna edit this episode as a matter of fact. Thank you. <laughs> So another example, I, I told you about this recently, but I've been working on this specific talk based on my book. And the first time I gave this talk, like I could feel like it was too sad. Like it was Aww. too, like it was just too many details and went too deep into the the problem, the darkness yeah. and not a, enough levity and not enough laughter and not enough. So I thought a lot about how do I want my audience to feel? Like, where do I want to leave them? Right. So I was, this was a speech, but like, this could be like a talk that you give 
online or a TikTok that you make or like yeah. literally anything, right? If you're making a piece of content, a speech is a piece of content, it doesn't matter how long or short it is. You have to think about what is the impact of this thing, right? Whether I'm writing, posting, you know, photos, like how do I want to leave my audience? That's a good point, right? Like you actually don't want to leave them like crying and I mean, not as a coach. No. Well, just as like an influencer yeah. or as a thought leader, <laughs> or as like someone in the world, like when you go to church, like you want to leave on an up, I'm right? always crying after church, but yes, I think typically I right. feel better after that. So I didn't, I, I redid it and I was like, how do I actually honor these really hard things, but not, you know, not skip over them, but share them differently. Yeah. So I summarized the sad parts. I didn't skip over them. And then I shifted it. Like I made it interactive. So I like really got the audience involved in a different way. They were laughing. They were writing. They were joking. I remember the second time I gave this speech, in the middle of the speech, I was like, I nailed this. Like I did this so differently. You said that a lot? No, I was thinking it. Like I was like, I just did this so much differently. And I was so proud of myself for seeing how – you know, the first time that I did this, which is this is like what happens when we do something new or different or like right. tell a different story or roll out a different piece of content. I'm sure Brene Brown did this like a million times before she filmed her Netflix special. Like you have yep. to see how the audience engages. If you if you listen to like stand-up comedians, like they'll talk about this. Like right. if a joke falls flat or right. So I I did it in a different way. And like the experience was completely different. And what happened was I got my message across so much clearer because I changed the delivery of the message. Right. It's like the story didn't change, but the tone or the lens in which you told it was actually productive and positive. And I was really, really clear with myself that I wanted to leave people in a pot. Like I wanted them to feel optimistic, hopeful. Like they had a list of things to do. And so then I worked backwards to say like, how do I get there? Right. So I I think the biggest thing was I made it less about me and telling my story and needing like this space to be somewhere where I got my needs met and more about my audience and where do I want to leave them and what do I want next for them? Right. So Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Tell your stories. Tell your stories. Write to us. Feel free to share or (laughs) overshare. We will take it all. And we'll see you next week on Six Figure Certified Coach. Bye. Let's face it. The world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a Six Figure Certified Coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.